This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good evening. Praise the Lord. Another Wednesday night here in the house. God, man, I'm glad you came out to worship. Just as uh, Pastor Solomon said, man, I ain't getting great, great heavenly reviews about the stuff going on with our youth, so keep praying for them and it will be a great testimony to hear everything that God's done. I welcome all of you. If you need a Bible, uh, we'll get one in your hand. You raise your hand up real high and then go with me to the book of Malachi 3. We were there last week. If you're Italian, that's Malachi, however you want to pronounce it, somewhere in there. Goodness of God. And I welcome you if you're watching by live stream. We're glad to have you here. So we begin here in the book of Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. And let's just let the word of God instruct us here again. The Lord said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Now, a couple things off that. Number one, he said all, all the tithes. If you look at the word tithes, it's plural. So it tells me that it's not a one-time event. And so when he talks about all the tithes, every time you or me get increase, like a paycheck, I'm to bring all my tithes. And it's interesting that he designates where it's supposed to go. Where did he say it's supposed to go? Into the storehouse. So you may ask, where's the storehouse? Well, let's just keep reading. That there may be food in my house. So the storehouse is the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that he said that there would be a source or resources in his house. Now, don't get mad at me. I didn't write it, okay? That there would be food in my house. And try me now in this. Prove me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Now, this is God talking to us. And he said, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven... And pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough for you to see it. So the language right there, open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to those who demonstrate their dependence and their faithfulness to God through the very act of obedience in tithing. Now this is what God wants to do. And again, it demonstrates that Man, Father God, I I look to you as my source. I I thank you that you're my source. So some days, and I encourage you to do this, just just sit on the word of God. And what I mean is just get to a scripture and just sit there and and allow the, the, the things of heaven to soak in you. So I'm doing that. Actually, that's called meditate. Meditate on the word of God. So I'm meditating on this verse one day and I see that phrase that he would open the windows of heaven. Now look there real close because he says windows, plural. He didn't say I will open the window of heaven. I'll open the windows of heaven. So just how the goodness of God is me, he began to move me and he said, do you have multiple windows in your house? And I said, I got a bunch, Lord. And It was like he took me on a little journey that every window in my house represents something that's a form of life. So he would open up the windows of heaven 
and pour out blessings in my children's bedroom. He would open the windows of heaven and he would pour out blessings on my master bedroom, which I believe would shadow the marriage covenant. And then he said, I'll open the windows of heaven to your living room, the place of fellowship, the place where you do life. And I'll open the windows of heaven to your kitchen, provision for food. So when I began to look at that, I thought, dang, Father God, you want to bless every area of my life, don't you? And he said, that's exactly what I want to do. And it was a result of honoring and obeying God in this area. And so, man, what would happen if we just take God for his word? What would happen if we just stepped out in faith and said, okay, Father God, okay. Now, I wish I had a lot of times here tonight because I, I had a lady talk to me on Monday morning and I'm telling you, her and her husband are walking in the Isaiah 61, the, the prophecy that this year would be the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. And she said, Pastor, I, I can't explain everything we're doing, what's going on. But she said, I can tell you this. We've got our tithe right here, unlike any other time in our life. She said, my husband increased, and we're only in June, has two times more than the entire year last year. And I said, man, it pays to serve God, doesn't it? You can brag on God, because I know that's happened with many of you, and so just obey God here, okay? Let's pray. Father, we love you again. We thank you. Ooh, we thank you, Lord. Prove me. Prove me now in this. And so, Lord, we thank you that your word's true. It's forever settled in heaven. That you're not the God who changes your mind, and we thank you for that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, you're real close there. Just go to your right just a little bit to Matthew chapter 17. And as you're turning there, again, our vacation Bible school starts this Sunday, the 22nd. Uh, if you'd like to volunteer, they would love your help. And I don't know what you would be doing, but they'd love your help. So be sure and sign up for that. And then a week from tonight is our family worship. I really encourage you to come. We'll worship together, but I believe something's going to trigger off all this youth camp. I really sense that. So I told you to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 17. So I'm, I'm shifting gears here a little bit this week. And I'm going to get on the area of, of faith. That I believe it's very important that we see this, especially in the, the times we live in. And so what you begin to see is life is a, a learning process. You know, when you quit learning, you quit growing. You just always got to be learning. You know, think about this in your job. How many of you have got a job where they send you to a thing called continuing education? <laughs> Probably every one of us in some way or other. So I never quit learning. And so learning is, is a process and progression is, is baby steps. The, the little things that we do day after day after day. And, and I believe the things that take place in this life, you're going to have to look through the eyes of faith, the scope of faith, and, and people, whether men and women that actually live by faith are becoming rare or rare and rare. It's just getting less and less and less. So you're going to have to go to the faith gym. 
You're going to have to work out your spiritual muscles day after day after day. Why is that so important? Because Hebrews 11, 11, 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he's a rewarder and rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I want you to hold on something there. It is impossible to please God without faith. So I don't know about you, when I read that, that, that motivates me incredibly. And then in Romans 1:17, the apostle Paul in his writing, he said, the just shall live by faith. The just are going to have to learn to live by faith. So we're going to take off in this and we'll see how far we get. Matthew 17, begin with me in verse 14. And it says, and when they had come to the multitude, literally a, a large crowd had gathered to see Jesus. And it's interesting when, when I read the passages about Jesus, man, he had a way of drawing crowds because of his goodness, because of who he was, just the, the love he had for people. So there's a crowd that's gathered waiting on him. And a man came to him. Now, I, I, I just highlighted in my Bible, a man. Just a man. Didn't say a well-known man. Didn't say a wealthy man. Just said, a man. He came to Jesus. And what's interesting about that is Jesus was okay with that. Actually, he was good with that. So he came to Jesus and kneeling down to him. Now, I want you to get the picture. There's this man, he comes, and there's crowds of people. And this guy comes and, and he kneels down. Now, that's a, that's a sign of respect. That's a sign of honor. That's a sign that I, I acknowledge who you are. You know, um, years ago, I had a man who, who used to come and pray with me. And the reason I said he used to come and pray with me, he, he died about four or five years ago. Many of you will probably know who I'm talking about. His name was Andy Norris. And Andy was a, just a dear friend. He, he worked hard in life, and he would come in here and pray, and sometimes... When I'd come in, he, he wouldn't be here or he'd already be gone. But I always knew when he had been here. Because he was a man of prayer and he would get on his knees and he was in construction. And so the knees of his pants always had a lot of dust on them and sheetrock dust. And so wherever he'd be that day, I'd say, he left marks on the floor. He'd been right there today. He'd been right there today. But I would always see him. He'd drop on his knees. Something happens when we bow before Jesus. So he gets on his knees and he bows down to him and he's saying, Lord. Now, right there with that statement, this a man who comes in and bows down to Jesus, he acknowledged Jesus as Lord. He says right there, Lord. Lord. In other words, you're my savior, you're my master. Do you know when we get born again, 
We confess Jesus as Lord. We don't confess him as Savior. We confess him as Lord. So he said, Lord, have mercy on my son. Please show mercy on my son. And then he goes into detail on the situation and he says, for he is an epileptic. He suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So that's a demonic power coming against him. And you may say, how do you know that? Well, scripture will show that here in just a minute. So I think of everything this guy's done. Just a man strolls in, gets on his knees, confesses him Lord, tells Jesus all his problems. And you know what? Jesus was good with it. You know why I keep highlighting that? It's because Jesus is still good with it. When we just come, we just come before him. It's incredible that Jesus was okay with this guy telling him all all his feelings and all his hurts right now. Verse Verse 16. So I brought him to your disciples but they could not cure him. Now, when he says this, I I really wonder what the disciples are doing. If they're looking at each other thinking, thanks, pal. Thanks for snitching us off to the Lord Jesus. Evidently, this man He thought that Jesus' disciples had the authority to cure his son or to help his son. Because he specifically said, your disciples. Now, every time I read this, no way am I frowning at the disciples. No way am I throwing a stone at the disciples. No way am I saying, well, what's up with that, fellas? You know why I say that? Because I've been there before. And this may locate you right now. Maybe you've, you've prayed in the name of Jesus. Maybe you called on the name of the Lord and things didn't happen like you thought they would. And what I found in this life, just because my life's experiences don't match the Word of God, doesn't make the Word of God void. I'm going to real quickly tell you a story here. Uh, My my daughter's here. On her, uh, and it's all just coming to me, it's the Holy Spirit. On her 12th birthday... We had a big swimming party. And all these kids were coming and I was out directing traffic and they'd got there and many of them were wanting to get in. And and I heard Shelly's voice and she yelled for me and I knew that voice. So I ran back in to see what was going, going on and down at the bottom of the pool was a young girl. So I dive in and I I get her up and I realize she's been underwater forever. 
And the little lifeguard's a teenager, and I don't fault them. They just froze. And so I started doing everything I knew to do, and I had a little bit of CPR training, and her little lungs were full with water. And I remember that day just saying, Lord Jesus, Jesus, don't let her die, Jesus. She died. I was great friends with her mom and dad. And I remember for weeks I would just say, Lord, what's wrong with me? I, I believe in your name. I, and so when I, I read this, I, I realize, help us. Help us. Verse 17. Sorry if I got emotion, just life. So I brought him to your disciples. They could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, wayward and wrong is this generation. The message says, no sense of God and no focus. Oof. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Bring him here to me. That was Jesus. Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, your lack of faith, your, your lack of trust. And when I read that, I think, is this a locator of me? You know, the Bible's very clear in Romans 10, 17. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I said earlier, you got to keep going to the faith gym. You got to keep hearing the word of God. You got to keep doing those faith rips. You got to keep getting the word of God in you because the more I get the word of God in me, the more my level of trust in our Father goes up. And faith operates off of our Father. So he said, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, now it's interesting, he says, I, I say to you, so I, I get almost tonight that he's saying this to you, to you, to you, to you. Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as of a, a mustard seed. Now I've had the privilege to see a mustard seed. You couldn't even see the speck in my hand. So when he says that, he's saying, just tiny faith. Maybe just baby faith. But he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and then he said, you will say to this mountain, you will speak to this mountain. So the mountain is a figure that's either an obstacle or a hindrance. But he said, you'll say to the mountain, move from here to there and move and nothing will be impossible for you. 
And so when we put our faith into action, and how did he say you put your faith into action? Something happens when I begin to speak the word of God out of my mouth. Do you know everything we do as a believer, it starts with the words of our mouth? Illustration, you you can't get forgiven of your sins unless you confess with your mouth. So forgiveness is a part of something that happens in my heart, but it's released from my mouth. You can't get saved without a confession or saying something from your mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, you'll believe with your heart and you'll confess with your mouth. So something happens here that my faith becomes released when I speak that out of my mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So what I begin to put in my heart on a daily basis is ultimately gonna come out of my mouth. That's why I said you gotta keep going to the faith gym. Keep getting the word in you. So he said, nothing will be impossible. So is he telling me and you that baby faith is mountain moving faith? And a mustard seed, it'll grow wherever you plant it as long as you keep watering it. So when he says, speak to the mountain, let me give you a kingdom thought here. Just because you speak to the mountain, it may not be moving right before your eyes at that very moment. But I have no idea what God's doing under the surface. So you know what I believe is happening here? I, I can't quit on the, 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 the things of God, the faith in God, just because there's not an instant movement of something. And God is, is doing something underneath. And so when we talk about mustard seed here, Jesus said our, our faith in God is like a seed. And we put into action by the words we say, and then we release it to God, and we release it to God. It takes on a new nature. It takes on the nature of a miracle in the making. So he gives me and you incredible insight right here. Don't give up. Don't quit. Now, you're real close. Just jump to chapter 18, verse 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Quite an interesting statement. Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now, when they say that, I really wonder if Jesus looks and thinks, are you really serious with that? Because I don't know about you, I'm very glad that he's very patient with my insecurities. And I believe here, if we're not careful, we, we get in this competition with other believers. 
I'm more spiritual than you. I'm more holy than you. But the the competition is not with us. We're on the same team. And I believe it's one of the tricks of the enemies to get us within the body of Christ to be competitive, to divide us. But really the gold of the body of Christ, I, I get so blessed and happy when I hear good reports for you guys. I'm like, yes, yes. We ought to celebrate. And so when I look at this right here, this is what's going on. So look what Jesus does in his response to that. Then Jesus called a little child to him. He called a little child to him. He didn't call an adult. You know, I heard this years ago. They asked this minister, what happened on Sunday? He said, we had 21 and a half born again. He said, 21 and a half? So he had 21 adults and a a child? He said, oh, no. We had 21 children and one adult. And he said, the adult's life's halfway over. The child's got the rest of his life to live. So when he says he brings a little child in there, I believe the reason he's doing it is he's showing right there, the little child, he has no experiences of life. In other words, he has no title. He doesn't have a bunch of medals and plaques and trophies. He doesn't have anything to say, look look what I've done. So he, he puts this little child in there And he sets him in the midst of them. Verse 3. And he said, assuredly, learn this well, I say to you. Now listen. Unless you are converted, you turn from your sins, you get born again, you remain teachable, you change your thinking, you return to square one, How did you get saved? Did you get saved because you got this incredible resume? No. That's exactly what one translation says. You return to square one. You become converted. And become as little children. And become as little children. Simple. Elementary again. You will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child, whoever humbles himself, wow, he becomes greatest in the kingdom. Whoever humbles himself. So you know what this thing called pride does? You know what pride does? It says... I'm so smart. I I know so much more than you. I'm more important than you. And so what happens with life, we think everything in our life becomes qualified by what we've done, but a little child doesn't do that. And so a little child, he has this trust, and I know it's toward his mother and father, but tonight I'm just gonna highlight the father, okay? There's a trust toward the father. And as an earthly father, 
When, when it comes time for your kids to eat, have you ever had one of your children say, hey, hey, pops, how much money we got in the bank account? No. They don't have a care because you know why? They know daddy's going to take care of them. And when it's time for bed, they don't run in and say, where, where am I going to sleep tonight? No. They just trust their heavenly father. And I believe this is what the Lord is trying to do to us first, that he's trying to draw me and you back to a place of trust where I look at the word of God and say, Father God, I, I trust you. And I believe many within us, we've, we've lost our trust. And, and I know that oftentimes the way we view our heavenly father is the way we view our earthly father. And so we have this correlation because my earthly dad didn't come to my ball games and he didn't come to my birthday parties. He didn't come to my school activities. We view our heavenly father that way. But I sense again tonight here that the Lord is saying, come on, let me reestablish trust. Do you know our God is omnipresent? Do you know what that means? He's everywhere all the time, but he's invisible. But he says in the word, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so something happens when I just start taking God at his word. And when it comes to this thing called baby faith, I, I got to take some baby steps. Do you know, God never expects us to run. He never expects us to walk before we first crawl. There's a progression in this. And so just right here where you're at right now, you can sit, you can stand, you can come down here and kneel. And whatever you choose to do, that's okay. But what I desire to see happen here tonight is that every one of us in here, we would just close our eyes. Just close your eyes before God. And I was in prayer today, and this is what I began to get that God said, just acknowledge me again. Just acknowledge me again. And in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, he said, Our Father. When's the last time you acknowledged him as Father? And just right now, in your own words, just tell him what type of Father he is to you. And I can tell you, when you begin to acknowledge him, you're going to sense him tonight. Father God, we acknowledge you. Merciful. Gracious. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. 
Thank you for taking a mess and making a miracle. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you would do this daily, whether for a minute or two minutes, just acknowledge him as Father. Something will begin to happen. And I believe a, a trust will begin to come in. And when I begin to boast of my Heavenly Father, my faith begins to soar. Because my faith isn't about me, it's about Him. Zechariah said in Zechariah 4.10, he said, Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise baby steps, okay? You probably had to have training wheels before you rode your bicycle. Start, start with baby steps. Just acknowledge you. I got about two or three minutes. And I'm going to let our team just sing here on this. And if you just want to remain seated, you want to worship. But I think it's powerful. Do you know praise and worship? You know what we're doing? We're acknowledging it. Something happens when I acknowledge it. Go ahead. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.